0: enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, Claim Your Power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Masting Kid Podcast. I'm your host, One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter. helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastonkip.com tell us which episode it was and about what time uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know cuz I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are I love hearing that and my team loves hearing that too so without any further ado please enjoy this episode of the Mastin kip podcast so let's talk about it so we're going to cover today how to attract all in clients now I hate this word Attract, I, dis- I dislike it. I, yeah, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I hate it because the way it's used now, right? What is attraction, if you think about it? So someone says sexual, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe, right? Kind of to bring towards you, right? And what happened sometime around when the secret came out, you know, was like people were just like now powerless over what they're attracting, I don't know what's wrong. I'm just attracting all these assholes or I can't attract any money. It's like the universe is doing something to them, right? And the truth is there's a lot of what's called choice involved, meaning what? You choose. You can, do you, can you choose to not go on a second date yes. even though you attracted it? Come on, guys. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Can you choose to answer your phone right now? You could. You could choose not to. Sorry, Mastin. I know you're in the middle of a seminar, but I've attracted this phone call. Hold on one second. (laughs) Right? Like, it's a way to kind of sort of displace responsibility. Who follows? Does this make sense? And so what happens is is that it allows you to be more passive and find a reason other than yourself as to why you can't move forward. Now, I believe in attraction in a sense, but there's so much that goes into it, and the part that's really overlooked is choice, but when they talk about your – you guys have heard this term, my vibration – Right? What does that even mean, my vibration? Your frequency, what does that mean? Do I come up with your Geiger meter and go, like your high frequency and then low frequency? It's your beingness, it's your energy. I'm going to make it even simpler for you guys, okay? Maybe. I like to think of it as your neural expectancy, meaning the expectation unconsciously of your nervous system. Are your needs going to get met or not? Am I safe here or not? That was my foot, by the way. <laughs> right? And so the idea is, is that your vibration is, if your expectancy is my needs are never going to get met, what's your probably your emotional state going to be? De- sad, depressed, anxious, numb, et cetera. If, you're, if your expectation is my needs are probably going to get met one way or another, what's your emotional state going to be? Happy, excited, joyful, etc. Who follows? Does this make sense? And for someone who has an anxious or avoidant or disorganized attachment to feel happy is like they think they want that shit, but that is terrifying to the nervous system because happy emotions or joyful emotions or positive emotions are, believe it or not, vulnerable. Does that make sense? And so we tend to avoid those at all costs for the most part. Human beings are not programmed to be happy, they're programmed to survive. Okay? So when we look at the word attract, I use that word because people like that word. But this is about, really, how to be the person that calls in all in clients, and when they're there, how to actually bring them in. Because just like in dating, right, there's a lot of correlations between business and dating in a lot of ways. There's a lot of differences, too. But there's a lot of correlations, because it's all about human relationship. And the thing is, is that sometimes someone has maybe has even met their soulmate, but they can't see him. They don't recognize the person in front of them, because they're not to a level of healing or awareness Yet, we're like, oh, that's the person I should be with because they're stuck in the old pattern. Who follows, by the way? Right? And so the same thing can happen with all-in clients. And so what we have to start to look at is, okay, yes, there's a detraction, but you have an expectation of who you think is going to come. Unconscious expectation. And everything you do is informed by that. And so when we talk about how to attract all-in clients, the real issue is how are you being? Not just in sales, but in marketing, in how you deliver things, in the, in, the, in, the, in the content process, because how you're being determines who you're attracting. Right? If you have an avoidant process on social media, do you think you'll attract all-in clients? Well, if you have a strong referral game, you might. So there's not any one way to do it, but you have to make sure that you have some type of secure attachment to a referral source, to a lead source, to a place where people are coming from. Otherwise, it's never going to happen. Who follows? this makes sense? And so this is more about what? You. It's about who? You. If I came up here as so nervous and shit and freaked out, and oh my God, right? Like that wouldn't really create safety no matter what strategy I use. There was software for live stream, right? Because of how I'm being. Does that make sense? And you guys have felt the energy in this room and the safety in the room, right? And, you got, and people online are like, oh my God, I wish I was there. Having have a major FOMO, right? Why is that? Why is that? Why, did, why is there like a sacred energy in here? It's the environment. It's how we've promoted it. It's who we're talking to. It's how I'm being. It's how Dylan's being. It's how Jenna's being. It's how all of our team, Elise, it's how everyone's being. Who follows? That's the first and foremost. And if you get the being this down, the strategy, whatever. All good. Okay? Because there's a gazillion. And we'll talk about both today. But I'm going to put a primary emphasis on what? on who you're being, especially because you want to be a practitioner and up your entrepreneurial game. It's so much about your interpersonal skills, guys. You think it's about like what's the webinar strategy? Sure, that's important. And if you're being avoidant, it doesn't matter or anxious, it doesn't matter. And so we're going to dive into that, okay? So Drucker, one of my favorites when it comes to marketing, talks about this. The aim of marketing is to know and understand the customer so well, the product or service fits him or her and it sells itself. The aim of marketing is to make selling superfluous, meaning empathy. So, if you understand your person well enough, when you make them an offer, they're going to be like, oh my God, thank you. Not what? (sighs) But most of you are expecting (sighs) because that's what you got growing up. Right? Some version of that. Or that's all you've ever seen out there, right? Like, just like in relationships, most people, there aren't a lot of examples, for example, of people who are like ent- successful entrepreneurs who are also successful in a relationship. There are not a lot of examples of that. The, they name a few. you barely name any. Tony Robbins is one. The Obamas. Jeff Walker. Branson. They're very few and far between, right? And by the way, when you look at most of the titans of industry, they suck at relationship. Steve Jobs, oh my God, that dude was the worst at relationship. Elon Musk, the same, right? And so the idea is is that you actually have to understand relationship more than anything else, and that empathy is so huge, okay? And so it probably hasn't been modeled for you how to do this in a way that doesn't make you go, ugh, who follows? And hopefully this whole process, if nothing else, has shown you, and you can really feel that, you know what, I can actually do something that has a transaction in it, but is also valuable and align with my core values. Is that something you guys are learning about how we're operating, by the way? Right? And so we're trying to set that example as well, because you, you can lead by example. You can teach theory all the time, but you can absolutely lead by example. So our goal is that. And I had somebody come up to me uh, after the last workshop, and they were like, it's almost like this is exactly what I needed. And I was like, well, I actually literally had this person in mind when we made it because we made a Venn diagram of some of our top clients and their attributes. And I was like, what do they need? And they came up and they were like, this is what I need. So that's called what? Empathy. Who follows? This makes sense? Are you guys with me so far? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. All right, so Ziegler, one of my favorites, stop selling and start helping. Now, I know that that's like kind of just like four words or whatever, but it's incredible. When people get into entrepreneurship and business, two things happen. One, they revert to MLA-style writing. There are henceforth, thou shalt, hitherto, upon which, semicolon, whatever, right? And you're like, what the fuck? Who wrote, like, what? Like, who's writing right now, right? Versus just talking like they speak, which is a much better idea, right? And the other thing is, all of a sudden, they're so freaked out that their needs aren't going to get met, they forget to help. Because all, all they're thinking about is their client. Who follows, right? Versus if I help and I'm okay, that's how I actually become a safe place for people to come to. They're going to pay me and then I'm going to be okay. So it all boils back down to helping, but if you don't feel like secure, you can't help because you're so worried about meeting your own needs. Who follows? Does this make sense? Okay, so I want to talk real quick also about the idea of hunting versus farming. You have to learn both as a metaphor uh, in business because hunting is what? You're going out there, you're going to find some shit, you're going to bring some new people in. In internet marketing terms, it's lead generation or customer acquisition. Everyone ever watch Shark Tank? What's your customer acquisition strategy, right? Great question. That's hunting, okay? The problem is there's this thing called churn, C-H-U-R-N, and it's not butter, okay? <laughs> churn is if you have 100 people sign up and 99 people cancel, you're screwed. Who follows? So you don't want to just focus on customer acquisition, you want to focus on customer retention. And that's what farming is all about. And if you have like, anxious or avoidant attachment patterns, you're going to be hunting and not farming. And depending on how you're organized, you might be really good at farming and suck at hunting. And that's sort of a metaphor for marketing in a lot of ways, right? Because some people just want to stay in their garden and eat only their kale, right? Right? And that's fine, but you might be iron deficient at some point, right? And so you have to learn both skills. And what's happening in the market today is the market is basically saying of people who buy internet courses like this, they're like, man, I don't want someone like this again. I don't want some hunter who's just going to sell me some shit and disappear. Who follows, right? They want more of this. They want more like a farmer, like who's there, who's servicing it, who's like clearing out the weeds. And that's when we realized you have to have both of these things. It was like... Because we could feel it, but we had to put words to it. So the thing is, though, is that you can't really farm or t- have client retention and take care of people if you're worried that your needs aren't going to get met. Because you won't be there for them. Just like parents aren't there for their kids emotionally. Who follows? Does this make sense? You guys with me so far? Yeah. Okay. So what's the key then? <laughs> to do both hunting and farming, yes. But how do we do it and maintain it from now on? So we need all-in clients, guys, because all-in clients are a part of both. And I'm going to back into this philosophy, and hopefully, if I do it right, you're going to go like this. That's my hope. Or you might go like this. What the f- is he talking about? I'm not sure which, but I think it'll be the, this one, I hope. Okay? So all-in clients are the key to a thriving business because what's the difference between a business and a hobby? Hobby is like, I like this shit, it's fun, but I don't get paid. A business is born the second you have a customer. I remember when I heard that the first time, I paid myself a dollar for my services. (laughs) It's like, I bought it. (laughs) I have a client. (laughs) And in many ways, we all sort of are our own. You are like your first client in a lot of ways because you have to work on yourself first, right? But these clients have certain things in common. They pay you what you're worth. Who wants that? Right? So they're not trying to nickel and dime you, right? On top of that, they're motivated to get results. Who wants people like that? Let me see if I show hands. All right, the people who are not raising their hands don't deserve motivated people. (laughs) All right? Also, they recruit new clients who are all in, too. Who wants that? Let me see if I show hands. Because like attracts like, right? You got some crazy people that are all in. They have a whole circle and network of people who are probably crazy and all in just like them, right? And also, they keep buying again and again and again. Who wants this? Let me see if I show hands. What would it be like if you woke up and you work with people like this? Out loud, make the sound, even if it seems impossible. What would that feel like, guys? Yeah. So here's the question. And I'm going to tell you the, this question with a story. I remember early in therapy, early, early sobriety, I was talking to my therapist, and I was like, she's like, okay, Mastin, what do you want to work on today? I'm like, I want to be in a relationship. She's like, okay, like, What are you looking for? I'm like, I want a girl who's, like, badass, who's, like, a rock star entrepreneur, who's just, like, beautiful and, like, ambitious and just, like, totally driven, like, totally amazing. I just want someone who's just, like, can, like, go the distance and, like, done the inner work and there's all this shit. Now, I'm in early sobriety, okay? And, you know, like, you ever, like, work with someone and their facial expression changes? (laughs) And they look at you, like, maybe, like, in your, like, little fantasy, and you look at them and they're, like, you know what I'm talking about, right? And I'm like, what? what, what, what what's that face all about? She's like, well, Masson, I mean, honestly, what would a girl like that want to do with you? And I was like, ah! I almost wanted to fire her, but I knew it was true. And it was really about who I had to what? Become. And the thing about making soulmate lists is a lot of times the thing you wish you had in the soulmate is really the shit you got to do yourself. Right, because usually the people that you attract as a soulmate are the opposite of on your list, because that's the opposite shit that you need. Right? Like, I remember on one of my ultim- one of my soulmate wish lists was like, she has to have an American Express Black Card. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I want an American Express Black Card. Right? And I f- call those twice a year, and I still haven't gotten invited, but we spend more than enough money on that thing. But like, the whole point is, is that like, there's a difference between projection versus what's really actually good for you, and the truth is most of us don't really know what's good for us in terms of relationship, right? But it's more about who I had to be. So my question for you is, who do you have to be to get clients like this? you got to be that. You have to pay people what they're worth and stretch, You have to be motivated to get results. You have to bring new clients. You have to do it over and over and over again because people who are like, oh, I did the one thing and it's good for now. No, I have a few mentors that I'm lifer with for life because that's the shit that I need, right? And so the goal here is is that you have to become this. You have to be the client that you want to attract first and foremost because if you're not being that, like there's nothing that bothers me more than like a coach who wants to earn a bunch who's like not paying for their coaching. Yeah. Oh, it drives me nuts. It's like, come on. Like, how do you expect to make any money? You can't do that shit, right? And so the goal is to get you there. I'm going to talk about how to do it, okay? So then what does it take to attract these clients then? What does it take to be this?